Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. For Abe's Door Service, where services are specialty, visit abesdoor.ca. Uh, back from the, uh, what do they call it? The, the winter, what do, what do they call it? The winter classic or whatever in Seattle, Seattle. It is Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you? Okay, what is that skating video of you that is making the rounds? Well, that was in Seattle. Oh, yeah? You look good, I got to tell you. So what happened is uh, uh, Mojo, who's our ace uh, shooter for Oilers Plus, uh, the team was 2-9-1. We just lost to Seattle. It was a Friday practice day. Or just lost to San Jose and flown into Seattle. And there was about 200 people. And he looks at me, and I, I look at him, and, go, and we go. And he just starts going, you know, you can rent skate stuff. And I'm like, well, I haven't been on skates for like a year and a half. He goes, you can rent them. So we rented a pair of skates, and then we shot a little viz and got the boys reacting. And, uh, you know, somebody decided to do a... Uh, triple axle sow cow or whatever and I had my head down looking at my cell phone and had to bail out otherwise I was going to get clipped by a skate and that's just a bad scene right so I wiped out that's my story and I'm sticking to it that was good you look good like it was it was good video good on you putting well, yourself out there like you, that. you know you got well done you got it's been a tough week right that came out and then obviously Alabama lost to Michigan in overtime. Oh my God! I was watching you last night. I'm I'm working Toronto, LA, and you're whining about. I like, wasn't. You know, Why did they do? Michigan yes, you are, and, and, and you should it. not hijack the Oiler airwaves to whine about Alabama's defeats. Well, wait a sec here. I've been doing that on this show for the last 15 years. What are you talking about? Yeah, but this is your show. Okay. That is the Oilers okay. broadcast. It should not be tainted by oh, would you tide stop. whining. I, t- I told Gene, let's not go down that path. And, uh, anyways, no, it's all good. It was, it's funny. Zach Hyman. think he's retiring? What's that? Paul Feinbaum thinks he's retiring. Who's that? Nick? Saban, yeah. Well, Paul would know. I mean, that guy yeah. is a legend in the Southeast. Southeast yeah. Conference football is like hockey in Canada. You know that, Elliot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, what did you think of McDavid last night? What do you expect me to say? I thought he sucked. I thought he was fantastic. You know, he was, he was really good. Um, you know, it was, someone texted me during the game, so what is he at, 9.02 now? 9.03 after last night. 9.03, okay. How many games you got left? 30, uh, no, 47. Do you think he can get to the other, he can, nine, the next 97 and 47 games? No. Okay. Someone was asking me last night if I would take that bet. That's he can get to 1,000 before the season's over. That's two points plus a game. I don't see it. Two, two point like zero one or something like that, yeah. 2.1. 2.1 points a game. Yeah. Would you bet against it? Uh, yes, because I tend to lose bets. So, and I'd love to see it. It'd be great theater. Uh, you you know, know what? Like, you know, we could do something on this segment right now where I could say McDavid's going to do it and you could say he didn't. And he would have to look at you on every flight knowing that you would bet against him you for the rest of the season. You're a terrible person. I'm just saying it because I, I, am, an awful, I am an awful human being. I, I don't want to be too cocky as the Oiler broadcaster and inferring that, you know, I, I look, that would be an incredible accomplishment. We shouldn't underestimate this guy. Hey, I, yeah, I mean, it was, he was, he, it was off the charts last night. 
and they were, mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. They did a pretty good job five on five, the Flyers, and Carter Hart was good. That's what was scary about last night. He was just that dialed in, Elliot. Yeah, you know, when, when he's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, like, you start to, we're almost halfway through the season. It's too early to think about the Hart Trophy because there's still a lot of hockey to go, but you you start to put together your long list, right? And, you know, he probably got downplayed because of the way they started. And you're sitting there, you're looking at McKinnon, you're looking at Panarin, you're looking at Crosby. Um, you're starting to think about some of these guys. And now you look at games like that. And I, and I do think there is such thing as voter fatigue. I do think, uh, not so much the Canadian voters. I think, I think a lot of us could vote for McDavid every year very happily. But sometimes I do think that there is voter fatigue or you say maybe it's time for someone else or you want to have a different vote. But he's going to make this interesting. I don't have any doubt about that. All right. Uh, so it's a spectacular night. I don't know if you saw this after the game. We've discussed it a little bit. Brendan Escott, this is uh, from the Flyers' uh, Twitter account. Uh, I believe it's Mark Spector's asking John Tortorello's thoughts on uh, Connor McDavid last night. Here's the clip. All the great players. When you get a guy like McDavid going that way, well. I'm not speaking on the other team. Speak about my team. Well, the line with Couturier and Farabee and, and Konechny. And all right, the so there we go. That that's it. We can bring Elliot back in here. Elliot, I, you know what? Why, like his team, his team played pretty well. They got beat by a guy who was. I remember when Daryl Sutter lost the Oilers. With with Daryl's a great coach, and he's a good dude. He's a good guy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, he and he said, you know, we got beat by one player. And I mm-hmm. respectfully disagreed with Daryl because Leon Draisaitl had 17 points in five games. Zach Hyman scored every gameless series. It wasn't just mm-hmm. Connor. But last night, as much as Nugent Hopkins and Hyman helped out, it was Connor. He had an, to me, he had an opportunity to say, hey, that was a great performance. We played pretty well here. That's how that guy is. Instead, I don't want to speak. You talk to me about my. I was a, I was surprised. And I had a little bit of fun. I I am not surprised in the least bit. That is John Tortorella. Yeah. I, you know I've been in the, you know I've been at Hockey Night now twenty years. Tortorella's been a head coach in the league around that length of time, maybe a little bit yeah. more. Um, I, I've seen that. How many, many other coaches would have just times. at least said, "Hey, you know"? You know what? Look, Bob, you're right. Okay, like I'm not going to argue this with you. You're right. I think that, however, yeah. you know, John Torrell is not changing for you and me and Mark Spector. Fair comment. Uh, he's, Fair comment. You know what? He's, 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 he's won as many games as he won. He could be the coach of the year this year. No. Um, you know, like, that's for better or for worse. That is John Tortorella, and it's not changing. Yeah, they had a hot start analytically at the start of the year. It's been sliding for a while. They're look. They're going to be selling off a couple of players. We all, they exceeded expectations. Or I give him credit. His team works hard. For the life of me, his power play is awful. It's at ten percent. They lack yep. skill. His guys are over at the Worlds in Sweden at the World Juniors looking for skill. They're mm-hmm. probably the most skilled player they have in the organization is they're playing for Team USA, and that's Cutter Goche, and that's awesome. that's that's because Michkov camp the Russians aren't in the tournament. So they've yeah. got they do have some skill coming, they're not done. But it was I just thought it was a pretty like you don't have anything to say like 
I thought he could have complimented his own team, Elliot, and said, hey, we played about as well as we could have, five on five. Our goalie was terrific, and we just ran into a guy that had an incredible performance. Yeah. You know, they, you know, like me, you guys beat them. It's that simple. All right. So and, is it real? Uh, is it real with Edmonton? What do you think? Oh, like, <laughs> Bob, the orders we're seeing now are much more what we would think they are as opposed to what we saw at the beginning of the year. And look, there were, I am more convinced than ever now what hurt you guys at the beginning of the season was health. Two, your best player and, your, and, and one of your other most important players were not themselves. And once McDavid and Ekholm got healthy, things changed. And, you know, that's to me, that's a lot of what it is. Now, also, there's goaltending, too. Um, Skinner is starting to make saves. Pickard's bought you a bit of time. Um, you know, I, I think it's that simple. I think between the health of two of your most important players and you're getting saves, things have calmed down and uh like i the one thing that i say and i've said it many times you guys have no more runway you cannot cough up games yep that's the one thing like you cannot have stinkers you're done you're over you can't do it anymore and as long as you guys consistently play hard i think you're going to be just fine um as long as skinner and pickard are giving you the kind of goaltending they're giving you now I think you're going to be fine. You know, I was talking about this actually at the at the Winter Classic, Bob, and is that I just feel that there's some teams there looking and saying, "Holy smokes! First round of the playoffs, we win our division. Do we get Edmonton as a wild card? How would you like that?" Elliot, I know this is going to sound crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guys in that room are thinking wild card. I'm thinking they're going to... Well, they shouldn't. They right. shouldn't. Like, it's practical. Like this it's kind practical. Of conversation is what, this yeah. kind of conversation is what you and I should be talking yeah. about. They should be aiming higher than that. Yeah. It's like when, you teach, when you're teaching a sprinter, do you teach them to run to the finish line or do you teach them to run 10 feet past or 10 meters past the finish line? Yeah. You're doing B, right? Run through the line. And that's what that's what you're telling these guys too. Run through the line. But you know, so wherever they finish up, they finish up. But you know, like I said, I was talking to the Winter Classic with some guys and they're like, just imagine you win your division and your award is the Edmonton Oilers in the first round of the playoffs. And Oilers that's te- gonna be a real barrel of laughs. And Oilers team that's gonna be adding as the season goes on as well possibly two. Yeah, you guys have a few things you've got to sort out here. I think you've yep. got to sort out Broberg still. Yep. I think that one, I mean, it's not the most pressing thing for you, but I think that's going to have to get sorted out. Um, I think the Campbell thing is probably sorted out <laughs> in the sense that, you know, he's just going to stay yep. there. Um, likely, I don't think he's going to be back the rest of the season. Yep. And then you guys have to decide what is it you want to go out and get. And and, uh, you know, now you've bought yourself time to figure that out. It's not as important as it was a little while ago. Well, I mean, getting Kane healthy is a big one, too. Yeah. So, you know, I think those are those are the kinds of things that you're, you're kind of figuring out right now. Oilers 14-3 and three in their last 17 games. Elliot Friedman's our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. Trent and Travis Wilhock, the gang at Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, you made a point, by the way, because I got people that sent me the video, but it got cut off. 
Uh, you made a point of highlighting how excited Connor McDavid was after Derek Ryan scored in the shootout against L.A. Yeah. And last night uh, in the post-game interview in-house, um, that Paige from Oilers TV, uh, Paige Martin, yeah. did with uh, yeah. Connor McDavid. He talked about uh, his productivity as an Oiler and hopefully more pro- you know productivity for years. I'm paraphrasing here, years to come. Yeah, yeah. He did look pretty excited when Derek Ryan scored, didn't he? And you love that. Yeah, well, and I'm not surprised. Like, I think the best captains are like that. Um, you like to see people get rewarded. Like, that was a big win on Saturday night. You guys were in trouble in that game. And McDavid single-handedly changed it. And, I mean, you know there's a chance he could play them again. You guys already don't like each other as it is. Um, That was a huge win. And and to see Ryan score that goal, um, you know McDavid. He cares about winning more than everything else. And I think he's a very good teammate. And I wasn't surprised to see that reaction uh, at all. It It was a huge victory. And uh, I think players like it when other players who work hard but don't get the notoriety are rewarded in big moments. Yeah. This text comes in, uh, you'll appreciate it, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line from Jason in Sangudo, Alberta. Bob, asking John Tortorella about McDavid is like asking Stephen Gibo uh, about the sweet Alberta oil money that comes into the federal coffers. Bob, only you would pick that text. <laughs> well, I, I personally, over the years, have come to appreciate Jason's work. Uh, Jason from San Cudo. It's a thriving metropolis of about 323. Uh, but yes, uh, I, I, well, hey, our team is called the Oilers, Elliot, so I have an appreciation for yes. oil, I guess. You know that. Yes. Uh, so here's like, you're in Seattle. This shows you how quickly things can change. Three weeks mm-hmm. ago, it looked like the crack and we're out of it. And they got themselves a new goaltender, and now they're they're winning all the time. Well, you know, I think this number one, um, they're getting they're like you, they're getting saves. They were not getting saves early in the year, and Joey Decord, like what a story that is! Just a, a stunning, stunning development. Um, he looks uh, he looks tremendous. He's, he's bought them time. Um, you know, I, I think actually like Tatar was a good pickup for them. Like I just, when it comes to them, honestly, Bob, I just, like they work so hard, but it's so hard to score. Like that's a team, you know, they they drafted Jagger Furcus, who was a big scorer, I know, in the Western League. Um, You know, they went out and they they got Bjorkstrand. um, They traded for Tatar. Like I think they play really intelligent hockey, but for them it's really hard to score really hard to score and that's why I think like with you guys you don't want to do it this way but you can outscore yourselves from trouble they can't do that and so they're getting some saves and they're finding some goals but that is a team that needs a natural goal scorer in the worst way but I like the way they play they play hard they compete Uh, Calgary Flames anything there? What's happened? They're, they're sort of hanging around too, uh, but they've yeah, got I, you know, they, they've I, I got Lynn, think... they've got Lindholm, and then obviously they got Hannafin. Those are two really good players in the last year of their deals. 
like I like obviously I, I hadn't heard of anything pressing. Like I still think like I think there's a lot of interest in Lindholm. You know, Colorado's the team that everybody is kind of focusing on. You know, the one thing for me about Boston is, you know, Boston in the past, when they go for it, they go for it. I even though they're having a really good year, I think there's some people who wonder if they're going to go for it. Like there are now again, this could turn out to be wrong. Again, it's 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 teams kind of thinking what other things are doing. There are teams out there who believe like if the Bruins are going to go after Lindholm, they might just say, you know what, we'll do it in the off season. Like we'll we'll do it as a free agent because we don't want to give up the assets that it might take to get him this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what some teams are wondering with him. You know, I think, again, still cap is tight. They were able to make the Zadorov trade when they could because Vancouver could take the whole salary. And I'll say this, the other thing, I still don't think they've given up hope that they could keep someone like Tanev. So I think Calgary's got some between waiting for teams to be able to do it to do they want to keep anybody. I think Calgary's got a few different balls in the air. I mean, the one sort of transaction news that we're all kind of sitting around waiting right now is Nylander. Like, they played yesterday. They played a night. They have two days off between now and San Jose. I think they're going to try to get this done this week. So we'll see where this goes over the next 48 to 72 hours. Elliot, great stuff. I can't believe you're actually cheering for Michigan in that game. Uh, you know what? I got to tell you, like, my team is Tennessee, and they're garbage now, so they're never in it. I will always pick one team to go for, and it's generally the team that um, I, I really feel uh, – deserves to win it the most so the team i was going for this year was was washington so they won their first game you and brendan and now yeah, oh brendan oh, see, i always said brendan was really smart um you know i and now i'll watch them in the national championship game but i'm going for uh, washington this year they were way better than i thought against texas and you know what yeah they were good michigan dominated the box they deserved to win against bama thanks for your time elliot all right, Bob. Speak to you soon, okay, man? You bet. That's Elliot Freeman for NHL Hockey on Rogers, uh, courtesy of Abe's Door Surface. It's 554 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to Oilers now. Straight from Puckpedia, Hart Levine put out on Twitter today when the Oilers activated Dylan Holloway from LTIR and sent him down. They used 202,000 of LTIR. LTIR. They now have 609,000 in projected cap space with 21 players. They can fit in 1.1 million cap hit today or 2.79 million at the deadline. Um, Their projected cap hit is 83.1 million. That means of no more roster moves this year, 407k of performance bonuses earned will not carry over for next year. So, in the case of Connor Brown, he's got a 3.225 million bonus. That would knock that down to 2.818. But, of course, the Oilers will be uh, adding between now and the deadline. Brendan Escott is going to guide you home. He's got Rob Brown coming up from the Oilers Radio Network. John Shannon as well. But off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn.